0: This is How to Talk to a Man. I'm Jeffrey Mark Levine. From Southern Bell to seminary to sexual educator, Greta Grace is a licensed marriage and family therapist and intimacy coach. Her master's degrees in divinity and psychology are the foundation for an education that includes the lifelong study of modern psychology, ancient wisdom, and sacred sexuality. She has over 30 years of professional therapy experience, specializing in couples, individuals, and sexual education. She is committed to your empowerment through the cultivation of skills and resources to create vibrant intimacy and an optimized life. Welcome to the podcast, Greta.
1: Thank you so much, Jeffrey.
0: Great to have you.
1: Good to be with you.
0: I want to start by asking you about this phenomenon that I've noticed, and I think you have too, that while women are the ones um, in the relationship that want to deepen the connection, very often that they're the ones that become frustrated and not being heard and feel like they just want to give up getting their needs met. Can you speak to your experience around that?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so it's a, a a classic and painful position that um, there is a lot of hope for. And so, um, you know, I, I really want to start with saying compassion for the man and men have been socialized, of course, to not connect with their feelings, to not recognize their feelings, to not describe their feelings. And so just starting with compassion and um, that this is a skill that can be learned. I did notice that there's a word for this for men. I don't know if you've come across normative male alexithymia.
0: No, I don't think I can repeat it back to you.
1: (laughs) Well, alexithymia is is the inability to recognize and describe one's feelings. And because men have been socialized um, in ways to separate from their mother and their feelings, to disconnect from their father's and their pain and go into work and success and sex and money, these are all the things that create numbness and disconnection and make it really difficult for them when they get into intimate relationships with their partners. So what the first thing that I like to go to is the brilliant work of Marshall Rosenberg, who really helps moving people from the storms and chaos and blame, shame, criticism, disconnection of emotions and feelings that can be such a quagmire to to really listen for what the need is. Mm -hmm. That's underneath that feeling, because the need is where the traction is Mm -hmm. and supporting women to not so much talk about their feelings, but talk about their their desire for connection, for contact, for 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 being heard or seen. And out of that to, to make turn that into a request.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and ask for a good time for their partner because um, they're less likely to get their means, needs met if if their partner is really not available or busy or um, wanting to finish that, finish that little cartoon on the phone. So um, that will also really help is to have an agreed time. When can we, when can we, when can we drop in and have a moment together?
0: I love that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's something that I've been talking about as well as kind of, communicating about your communication um, instead of getting so caught up in the issue. It's like, what do we actually need to do here to connect in order to solve that? And I think that's kind of what I'm hearing you say in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to bring up something that I, I think is relatively interesting. It's sort of a tangent and I may end up cutting this out, but um, on one of my posts that I, I did a uh talked a minute or two about how uh, destructive blame can be, and I got a very long comment from a random male in the world that what he, what he felt was, I'm trying to distill it down, was that that blame isn't actually the problem. It's how the blame is communicated, and that blame is very useful in um, identifying who's responsible and how to that person can take responsibility. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, I think I would beg to offer an elevated way and a more optimal way of of getting needs met, Uh, because, um, you know, we are responsible for getting our messages across. And if it's not getting across, I need to look at myself. And if I have a tent of blame, I'm it's likely to create defensiveness in my partner and they're going to sort of like put that wall up for self-protection and and have less likely to get my need met so I'm always looking at how can I optimize getting my needs met and that's going to mean I'm going to be talking about my heart my feelings my needs I'm going to be talking from a more um, softer place Mm -hmm. um, because that's going to allow a partner to lean in Mm -hmm. whereas blame causes one to brittle and um, so that would be my thoughts
0: yeah yeah and My thought is that you you're always shooting for connection and that it's whatever is up will be solved through connection. But that once you start getting into uh, an arena where somebody has to explain themselves, defend themselves, then that's the the connection is starting to drift apart and that's not the direction you want to go. (laughs) Bingo.
1: (laughs) Yes. We want to move from connection. I say for couples is connection, disconnection, And reconnection. Mm -hmm. In my job, I focus on how do you get from disconnection to reconnection in the fastest way possible.
0: So let's dive in a little bit about that. I I I pulled something from your website uh, about tools, and that most of us need tools to grow from falling in love to rising in love because it's so easy to be slowed down by misaligned love language, unhealed hurts, cooling passions. Let's maybe dive in. What what are some of those tools?
1: Oh my goodness. So yeah, tools and skills. And, and uh, so we're, we're looking at, first of all, the whole technology of, of compassionate communication and nonviolent communication, which is what I've referred to. So you've got that tool in that um, our story is a symptom of an unmet need. So if there's this pushing and this crunchiness <laughs> of disconnection, we're looking at being able to de- identify what my needs are, what each person's needs are when they get triggered, when they're in the most, Oh, you know, that, that elevated place of, of intensity and mm-hmm. deep desire for connection. That what I find is that when we can identify the top three needs that, um, they don't change across circumstance, whether we're talking about picking up the laundry or, um, um, you know, desire for more sexual connection. These needs are very consistent across the circumstances. So having, knowing your partner's top three needs, I say, tattoo it on the inside of your brain, memorize those needs because when you're in doubt, go to one of their needs. And that's likely for the, for you to see an exhale in the partner. Like, yes, i just needing some appreciation. <laughs> just needing to be heard, uh, you know, these kinds of things. So, um,
0: Well, Before you you go on, because I I really want to highlight that because I thought that was so brilliant. And and don't forget what you're about to say. But the the idea of what is your partner's top three needs and, you know, tattooing into your brain and realizing that whatever you're fighting about is coming back to that. So can I explore that a little bit? Because I'm I'm wondering that um, when we're talking about somebody that is – completely new to this language and this technology and, and communicating this way needs can sometimes show up as I need you to be more this, or I, you know, not really getting what the need is. Maybe we can a little help them a little bit in this couple of minutes we have right here. Like how can they understand on a deeper level, what their needs are?
1: Yeah, well, usually I give a handout, of needs sure, so that,
0: sure, so that yeah. they
1: have a grab bag, um, and 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 really these are sort of needs slash wants because we just need oxygen and um, you know yeah. safety and things like that. But in terms of couple dynamics and communication and being heard, needs are um, you know about the need for respect, the need the need for safety, the need to be heard, to need to be understood, the need for attention, for affection. These are just like a handbag handful of needs Mm -hmm. um that really drive our behavior it's Mm -hmm. like all the feelings all the the behaviors out there are coming from i would say one precious need Mm -hmm. that's wanting to be filled Mm -hmm. and so if we can just like drop down and listen and so if your partner is agitated be curious can you can you help me understand what you're needing here Um, so that is how we kind of help drill down into the request, which moves it into the future of the possibility of this next moment that getting that need filled Mm -hmm. rather than what happens, the frustration of that not being filled. And, and now the whole kitchen sink comes in of all the times because that person isn't being heard. And so they're, they're rushing it up to be heard. And all that does is create the perfect storm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to let you get back to you. We're going to jump on to some other tools or ideas about that.
1: Well, I think there's some beautiful principles. I know at my wedding, um, um, I had, I had friends write different prayers. And one of them is um, choosing to see your partner by everything. They are not what they are not. Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, our partner can't be everything. And sometimes we can we can sort of like try to fix them and make them become into some certain things. But choosing to see um, what they are bringing, for one. But I imagine your audience is um, where there is this difficulty that the the man is not as forthcoming in in sharing his feelings. And
0: part of definitely
1: the skills are how to make a repair, how to deal with conflict. Because that conflict can feel so alarming. And, and often it's men that get flooded in the conversation. Flooded means from John Gottman, your blood pressure is 90 to 100 beats per minute. And when we want to say, hey, nobody's going to get their needs met. You need a break, get a glass of water, a glass of tea, walk around the block. Yet take five to 10 minutes for that adrenaline, that fight, flight, freeze, that's amped up the person to get redistributed throughout the whole body so that you can come back to this and so come back to here, listening um and sharing so in the conflict where the where the man can get flooded if he can be supported to be curious it's like that need has already been identified hopefully in these top three needs that we've talked about so there's no mystery
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if he can lean into one of those um then he has a place to go a place to anchor Mm -hmm. and that can give him confidence that it's not just you know a lot of um emotion flying but that he could also um bring ask a question for clarity um what i like to say at those moments like if she's the one like let's just assume in this moment it's the wife and that is not getting heard and he's having a hard time staying present that he could ask a questions for clarity it's like I'm, I really want to just really understand the core of what's important here for you. I mean, like even that question is a loving question.
0: Yes, yes. The part
1: the partner goes, ah, oh, he's trying. He's 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 not defending. He's not walling off. He's he's trying, and so it softens her in her ability to express. So asking questions, being curious, and then um, offering um, some soothing validation oh it makes sense like you've asked me to do that task you know over and over again and I'm and I'm understanding that you're get you're really frustrated and with those repetitive things happen um, for me what I say is that couple hasn't created a clear agreement field so they're renegotiating the same problem over and over again and it's wearing them both down mm. and so I want to level up and say well Um, If it's, what can we say, you know, um, emptying the dishwasher, you know, whose job is that? Like, can that be a certain role? And if that if that's falling short, it's not happening. It's like another issue to be solved. I say, let's sit down and find out what is genuinely agreed on, because sometimes a man might prematurely agree to find peace and not be prepared to know that that you've actually made an agreement. Yeah. And that means you can be counted on and if you need to renegotiate that let's do that so that this this conversation doesn't need to be repeated
0: yes I, I i like that i you um you know since this podcast is geared towards women who are trying to understand you know what's going on with this with their guy that's a really um helpful way to look at it you know that understand that he is being flooded and he does have um trouble accessing His his feelings and to become curious or some way move it forward in a way uh, a more informed from a more informed place. Mm -hmm. Yes,
1: and um, you know appreciating that sometimes men can fear that if they share more, it'll make the conflict worse. So the simplification of of uh, of a woman, um, but less is more. It's just like in a sexual encounter, a sexual experience. Mm-hmm. When a woman can drop her request to one word, like slower, um, faster, right, um, right? One word can really help her partner stay present mm. and 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 simplify what's needed. So, too many words
0: um, can create mm, just crunchiness. That is so right on the money. And I, I, um, I'm glad it's a woman saying it because coming from a man saying you're saying too much sounds a little bit like, um, you know, we don't, we don't want to hear or some version of mansplaining or whatever, but coming from a woman, uh, I think that's really true that, w- that men are only able to take in so much, you know, they reach capacity quicker Hmm.
1: And so how he would make the request is, could you, could you just redo that and simplify it and just give it to me? And I like to say in one breath, Like mm-hmm. here I am telling you one breath and now my breath is, is empty and I'm done. I
0: have to breathe. Is that a good technique when there is um, kind of a deeper, more important issue when she's got more on her mind and more to say? Is, does the one breath uh, still apply?
1: Well, if she has a lot on her mind, um, they're going to really want to sit down and have a quality time to address those things. Mm-hmm. So that would be time to really take the, the care and attention that's needed.
0: Yeah. And maybe it's just the the first thing she says is one breath and then it's his turn to, you know, here's what I'm hearing you saying, hopefully some version of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also want to ask you about red tent global. I know this is something that you're involved with and feel passionate about. I want to you know give you a chance maybe to say a few minutes of what it's about and uh, anything you want. Well, thank you.
1: This is, um, Uh, a passion of mine. The Red Tent is a a gathering of women around the new moon. It's, it's taken from the book, um, the Red Tent by Anita Diamond. And she wrote about her imagination of what it was like for a small character in the old Testament, Dinah, who is um, the daughter of Jacob and Leah. And, and she had no role in the Bible, but it was like what happened for girls and for women when they had their menstrual cycle. And so this was picked up, and it's become actual physical experiences of women meeting in um, tents around the world. And my desire is that to um, understand that there is a lot to be understood about a woman's cycle. There's a lot that of of I call it a mental health tonic because it's a time for women to slow down and 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 think about what they are intending. And my idea is if, if if on the new moon, all women are connecting at that time, you've already got a field of energy. You know, the research that they've done about meditation in Washington, D.C. for the weekend and crime went down because people meditated on peace and they statistically measured that. I'm using that data to say if women are aligned around um, the new moon. Um, with their intentions, that we we were creating a more potent field of how to shift our world into into the harmony and beauty of thriving relationships and businesses and planet that will allow us to be in a world that works for for all. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, this is a little bit about what I'm doing is trying to connect the red tents together, and and we're all in support of. Of um, men having their own spaces for that as well, but red tents are a safe place. I like to say to to talk about the body, um, to talk about um, healing hurts between the sisterhood. Everybody's got a broken heart around a broken sister relationship. How to heal that more easily, and about our sexual health and vitality, so women can get resourced and educated about their about themselves in such a way that their lives thrive. And so does everyone around them.
0: Very cool. Uh, do you want to give us either a, a website or someplace if this lands for somebody? They want to find out more, and we'll include that on the, on the the when it gets posted. Um, is there?
1: Yes. Yes, we'd love to invite you to visit um, redtankglobal.org, where you can read more about the movement. And um, for myself, Greta Grace LMFT, which stands for Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist, uh, .com. You can find me there. Beautiful. Thank
0: you so much.
1: So good to be with you and um it's just a, a joy and an honor to support you and
0: women and men. <laughs> Yay. Thank you.